This is the Ring of Honor, aka Shane T, boy, the baddest champion you ever seen, boy. This is Mister Anderson. This is good old Jr. Jim Rock, and you are listening. You're listening to Knockouts and Three Counts. Starts now. Ooh, what up, though, everybody? This is Kyle. It's another Tuesday. We're here, and I survived slinging the fucking mail. This is knockouts and three counts. And hey, we got a superstar with us today. We're running a little bit late, but we made it. We got the Detroit superstar himself, Mr. Darren Crookshank. How you doing, brother man? I'm good. Uh, you know, cutting weight and doing all the shit, getting ready for this fight. So life is good. So we were talking about that a little bit before I went uh, and hit the go live button. Let's talk about that right out of the bag. So first of all, what made your decision to go down to 145 other than the fact that they're all monsters? the bigger you go, but, uh, what made you make the move down to 45 and how are you feeling with the weight cut? So I haven't been 145 pounds since junior year of high school. Um, I wrestled some pretty big weights in college, all my amateur fights and my first three pro fights were at 170. Uh, I made the cut to 155 the first, I don't know, 10 times I did it. It was pretty rough. Um, and then I literally, switch gears, figure out how to do it. And, uh, and I was making pretty easy cuts, you know, I mean, still tough, but, uh, you know, one, one session in the sauna and I'm on weight in the next morning kind of stuff. Um, and everybody at 55, you know, uh, I'm basically, I've always fought people that are taller than me. Um, I'm actually a pretty long fighter, uh, to be able to close the distance on these long guys and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just, uh, I think I could do it. I love challenging myself um, just day to day. And uh, once I decide something, I just do it. So the 145 weight class better watch out because <laughs> I'm an animal at 55. So it's like, I'm so tired of fighting hey, tall people. Let's we'll see awesome. what happens at there. Yeah. Yep. I know. Hey, I dude, I love it. Go ahead, Corey. I, I know he had brought up our short little conversation beforehand, but you had talked about the no carbs. Uh, how's that going? Because I couldn't imagine trying to cut carbs out of my life. A, I actually, and then B, are you having the help of a nutrition nutritionist leading up to this, or are you uh, taking it all in house? Oh yeah. So I mean, to to cut to forty five, I've been the strictest I've ever been on a diet. Um, and really, compared to what I've done at fifty five, uh, fifty five, I was literally like cheating. Like it's crazy how strict I have to be to make the 45 cut and to do it right and be healthy on weight and be able to perform the next day after a weight cut, you know, like that's the whole thing right now. The whole fight is making this weight correctly. Um, I think I'll dominate him. He's a 35 pounder going up to 45. I'm a 55 pounder going to 45. And um, I've knocked out a lot of people at 55 and 70. So I don't, you know, he, He's got a fight coming, dude. <laughs> I love it, dude. Because I watched everything you've done. I've been watching you, man. I remember the first time I watched you fight, I think, was you, Justin, Miles, and everybody were on the same card. It was XCC at the uh, yeah. Royal Oak Music Theater, man. Yeah. And you guys, yeah. I mean, 
it's crazy that you're still going when we're talking 2021 because you fought all over the place. You fought in Japan. You fought in the UFC. I mean, now that you're fighting back stateside, now that you had the fight with Tor MMA, which we could talk about that in a little bit, but now that you've had that fight back under your belt, do you like fighting uh, back in Japan better with that style, or do you like it better over here in the States? So I absolutely love the rule set and the style in, uh, in the Japanese um, fighting organization, uh, Ryzen. Um, I picked up on it right away. I love soccer kicks to the ground, stomps, all the stuff. I really like that style. I wish we could do that in the States. Um, I truly believe head kicks on the ground and that stuff should be in uh, all of MMA. Um, there's no safe place when you're in the cage. Just because you're on the ground doesn't make it make you a safe area. Like I think it, uh, you should just, I mean, especially like you have these guys that accidentally hit people on the ground when they're coming up or whatever. And then the fight is, is thrown out or to a draw or whatever the case is. And like, I really think it should be allowed. Like then you don't have any mistakes by the, the judge or the referee. And it's all a lot. It's a, it's all legal. We're already fighting for money. Like, come on, you gotta be crazy to get in there. And uh, uh, like, to me, that would be the most purest form of combat, right? Obviously, we don't have weapons and stuff, but hand-to-hand, one-on-one guy who's the, who the best wins. And and obviously, you know, you can't be poking people in the eye, but, like, let's th- let things rip, dude. We're fighting. We're fighting. It's not safe. But, who cares? You know what I'm saying? That's, that, that's kind of what I was going to ask you is if you're leaning towards that side, where do you draw the limits? I mean, you had said you can't really go around poking people in the eye. I mean, obviously you can't go intentionally kicking people in the nuts either, but like, where do you draw the line? If you think, you know, stomping a grounded opponents should be uh, on the legal side, where's the line sit in your books? Yeah. I mean, even, even the, the groin shots, like you have a cup on, right? Take it. Yeah. Right. And then you don't ever have that, oh, he hit me in the junk, my stomach's messed up, blah, 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 blah. I can't continue. Like, if it's allowed, then it's allowed. Do it, baby. Like, I don't <laughs> I take pride in taking a dick shot and just walking through it and hitting people. I also have a really good cup. Um, throw that out there. Nutshells makes the best cup. I was going to say, so are you a steel cup guy or what kind of cup are we talking? Nutshell, dude, nutshell they, gave me, they gave me some cups. I don't know, years ago, right? In their level two uh, bulletproof cups, I took one to the range and shot shot it seven times with all carry uh, ammo for like your pistol and nothing went through it. It was crazy. It surprised the shit out of me, right? So Nutshells makes an awesome cup. Shout out to them. Uh, Yeah, I think groin shots should be illegal or illegal. Like it'll make the game interesting and you won't have... None of that, like, oh, he hit me in the groin. I take five minutes stuff. Like, you better learn how to survive. You know what I'm saying? Like, back of the head, I don't care, dude. Like, as long as it doesn't have to to deal with the eyes, like, don't poke the eye. Obviously, yeah, it's hard to get around that, but you better learn how to survive. Do you have any suggestions for what you would think? uh, That's another thing that we've heard for years, like, with the open finger gloves, you know, like, could there be a way that they could be changed so that it, you know, stopped any of that? Do you think there's any way, like, you could, any, like, 
modification you could ever think of to like the gloves or anything like that with that? Absolutely not. Like <laughs> that's kind of what I that's always what I thought too. It's a part of the sport. Get used to it. Get tough, right? And uh, obviously, you don't want it to happen, but it's going to happen. It's all accidental. No, I've never seen somebody potentially like pushing me on on purpose, right? Like, I don't even know how you would throw a punch to post. Like, people are reaching out and stopping, and we we're taught to post on people. You know, like it happens. Um, I mean, I had eye surgery after an eye poke, right? Like, uh, I. I'm in there. It happens, dude. It's not on purpose. Um, and it's a part of the sport. So get used to it. Don't be a little bitch about it. I like it, dude. Just get in there and throw them bitches. But uh, here's my question. <laughs> so here's my question, man. It's uh, it's the, not the first time we've tried to put this together. We were going to talk before uh, your last fight. You know, you got the victory. You're back. You know, you're in the win column coming into this fight. Tell me your thoughts on that fight. I had to at least ask because yeah. we was trying to set it up like twice. So I had to hear now that you're out of it. What are your yeah, thoughts I'm, on that actually, fight and everything? I totally forgot about it. But um, <laughs> yeah, for all the fighters out there, Tora MMA has still not paid half the card or more uh, from that October card in Florida, which is, uh, you know, I've never heard of that in this sport. I've heard it kind of in boxing and stuff. Um, where like, you know, promotions are kind of shady and people are getting screwed. But in MMA, I've, I've really never heard of it, uh, especially at this level. Like it's a pro fight. It's a pro card. It's on TV. It's all he's got all these sponsors and stuff. And um, I know the guys that some of the guys like in Canada and stuff, they got like half their purse. They didn't get their whole money. I signed a contract and I was supposed to be paid that night. Right. And they were like, no, 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 we're going to we're going to forward you, you you know, we're going to send it to your bank account. And I pulled out my contract and I was like, look right here. I'm supposed to get a check right now. They wrote me a check. And they knew they were going to stop the check or bounce it, um, which is 100 percent bullshit. It's uh, it's unprofessional. I still haven't been paid. And it's almost a year. I mean, come on. October. Yeah. It's uh, and you know what the thing is is I mean it's a Brazilian company you know fuck them, uh, and that's what we have commissions for you know like that's why we have a governing body in uh combat sports so that things like that doesn't happen and I'm still waiting you know yeah. Florida needs to pick their pick up and figure out what's going on and do their job. And get the and get the fighters paid. Yeah, I, it's absolutely bonkers to me that uh, you know this has happened. Uh, it's not a lot of money. I got exactly what I needed from that organization. I beat the shit out of one of their up and coming guys. Um, so I got my win and back in the win column. Uh, at the level that I'm fighting, it's not for the money, right? Uh, it's it's to lead to bigger, bigger, better things, especially at that show. Um, so it sucks that I pay people to get ready for fights, you know, like obviously, you know, time away from training people and stuff like that, getting everybody out there, all my corners and shit like that, all the supplements and dieting and all the crap, right, comes out to like, I don't know, I'm in the hole even when I win at this at that show. So it's like, it's crazy. I still <laughs> haven't got paid. That's crazy. And like you had, like you had noted there, 
the fact that it is a Brazilian company, but they brought it stateside, that's, you would think the whole commission, the fact that they had to get licensed to even put on the event and everything, you would think that would kind of lead to the fighter's favor, I guess you would say. So I'm very surprised, and I guess shame on uh, Florida Commission. Have you had any uh, talks or anything with any of them guys? Uh, to them, no. They, they cut contact with me. Um, I'm basically, next time they're all in the States, I'm going to show up at the airport and, uh, you know, it's like, let's go to your bank, homie, because um, <laughs> you don't have a choice. But, uh, I mean, I'm a huge believer in karma. Um, yeah, definitely. You know, everybody that lied to my face, they will get what they're coming from. You know, um, there's a higher power and it'll be fine. You know what I'm saying? So, well, I mean, that whole show was crazy because for that show, we interviewed Brett Martin for that. And then his whole fight fell out with Bigfoot and then Bigfoot had a fight like two days later. I'm like, dude, that doesn't just happen like that where somebody has a fight somewhere else two days later that quick. They knew it. They knew it. They're shady as fuck. Don't trust them. Um, They're pieces of shit. So fuck them. Well, let's get on to some bigger and better things. Yeah, We're talking about XFC, man. Yes, man. I've got yeah. the shirt on and the hat. Shout out to the big boss, Myron Malaki over there. Tell me yeah. about that. Why XFC? And what? Uh, how are you feeling about stepping into the cage against their former champ? Is he the champ? <laughs> he was the former yeah, champ. Yeah. So um, I met them, you know, cornering Bobby at the last show and, uh, I've heard great things. We've had a, a couple people fight for them before. Um, and I, I haven't seen, you know, nothing like Torah. Like everybody's respectful. Everything is like uh, where it needs to be. Their their backstage performance, the way they put on the show was, was uh, you know, top notch. So um, that's why I'm like, let's see what we can do, you know, see if we can. And then they said they had a show coming in Michigan and I haven't fought in Michigan in a while. It's really nice to get in front of my family and friends. Most people can't travel the 100,000 miles that I go to fight. Um, you know, it's a three-hour drive from my home uh, instead of a, you know, 14-hour flight. So uh, that's really nice. Hometown crowd. Um, I'm just super excited. They, I know XFC has been around for a while, but they really are starting to sparkle. They're, they're a bright and shining star in the MMA world, and I'm excited to uh, one fight for them and potentially help them out with, you know, getting some big names on there. So uh, I wouldn't say I'm like a crazy uh, uh, famous guy or anything, but I do put on a show every single time and I'll put one on that night too. Look, man, don't sell yourself short. That's another thing I wanted to talk about. I mean, you and I have known each other since I was, shit, I think I was 15 or 16 when I first met you. I remember you were still training in the Olivet Singlet when I was first, uh, when I first came over to MASH, man. And so for you to still be doing your thing now and to be in a spot like you are now where you mentioned you met XFC because you were cornering Bobby, I mean... How does it feel for you to be fighting on this card on the same card as one of your star pupils, but now you're going to get a chance for both of you guys to be, you know, front and center and shine bright under the XFC lights. So Bobby is an animal, right? I, uh, I absolutely love him at the gym. He is a workaholic and he listens. He's a very coachable guy. He's very smart. 
Um, and I'm excited to see his performance at, uh, at this, at this show. I wish I could be in the corner when he's fighting. I probably won't be because I'm concentrating on myself. Now, uh, he's in the gym every single day. He's with me. He's with the guys that I train with. I have a hundred percent confidence in him that he is going to go out and knock this guy out. Like in the next step, Bobby has developed so much power. It's crazy. And I'm so excited to see him perform. Um, and it's going to be an honor to to fight with a, somebody from my gym on the same card. That hasn't happened. Yeah, I don't even remember. Right. So it's like, it's very cool. It's awesome. And I'm excited. Corey. So I've been flapping my gums for a minute. What do you got for Mr. Crookshank? Well, just because we're on the note of uh, Mr. Nash D himself, Bobby Nash, he has shown that power that you guys have uh, developed in these last two fights. He's earned his spot into this uh, welterweight final, if I'm not mistaken, right? Um, and it, I'm excited to see him shine. I'm excited to see all you guys shine. And you had noted that XFC is a real promotion on the ride. What do you think is the difference that they've been doing other than the fact of being consistent, taking care of fighters, putting on good fights? It seems like they've done a really good job since they've kind of done their relaunch, I guess you could say it. Uh, you know what, there's, there's a few things that, you know, make shows outstanding, right? That's, and and a lot of people don't see that happen because it's all backstage. It's how they treat the fighters. It's, you know, uh, the pay that they take care of, the, the hotels that they put them in, right? Uh, it's that, that's what it comes down to, right? And then also putting them on posters and putting their name out there and stuff like that. The show is, is like we're little baby monkeys, like at a at a you know like a, a, a circus, right? The XFC is a circus, and people come to watch us do some crazy <laughs> shit, right? So you got to take care of take care of your uh, wild animals that you're displaying. So they they do a good job. They get it out there, and you know I'm excited to uh, make a splash. Uh, any thoughts on the Young Guns events they've been putting on? I saw a little bit at the last show. Uh, it's awesome for these young kids to uh, get out there and put their name out there, get the experience and, and their foot in the door with a reputable company that travels around the country. So that's that's actually really cool. Um, I'd love to get my guys on there. We'll see maybe about the next show. Okay. Well, I want to take it off MMA for a second because anybody who knows anything about you, we all know that you like to shoot a gun or two. So tell me about how you got into shooting. You know, I would say you're professionally at this point. I mean, I see a different, different setup you got every day. And if so, dude, you've got like the ultimate setup for a zombie apocalypse. If we die, I mean, shit, I want to be rolling in uh, whatever kind of Humvee or whatever the fuck you're driving because, uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I've seen you got some pretty wild shit over there. So tell me about how you got into uh, shooting like that. And hell, if we did get a zombie apocalypse, what are you rolling with? And secondly, so, how the hell are you able to afford still shooting right now? That's what I. <laughs> I got people. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have a support system. Um, so I got in. I got into guns when I was really young. Like I never played with cars or Legos. I literally had toy guns with me everywhere I went. 
right? That was literally the only thing I played with. Uh, when I was 13 or 14 years old, my dad got me into competitive shooting. Um, real simple competitive shooting, not the stuff that I do now. It's like, it's called, um, uh, PPC shooting. It's mostly done at police stations. Um, and it's more of like a police station kind of police people do it. Uh, it's real simple. You just shoot the axe out and on this side and that side. It's not, it's not what I do now. Um, but I was addicted right away. Like I love guns. I, I, it really hasn't changed other than I made more money. I can buy more guns. Right. So it's like, that's once I started, uh, making real money fighting, um, I got into three gun and I was able to, you know, buy all the ammo and buy all the guns and spend all my money on guns. <laughs> so it's like, uh, and then I got really good at shooting. Right. And, uh, got some sponsors and most sponsors, most gun companies and that type of stuff, uh, are also into, uh, fighting, right. Because it's just an extension of your hand. Shooting is, is just, it's, it's a form of combat. Obviously we're not shooting at each other, but the whole idea stems from, uh, you know, uh, protection. Combat situation. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, it goes hand in hand. I have a ton of sponsors from shooting that I use for MMA and vice versa. So it's like, it's very nice. Uh, and I've branded myself as, you know, the all American boy <laughs> that likes to shoot some fucking guns and shit. Right. So that's, uh, it's awesome. And majority of my sponsors that are, have been with me for years are all Michigan based companies. Right. And I'm all about Michigan. I didn't move to Vegas and all these big camps. I wanted to build something in Michigan for Michigan guys that don't want to move. Um, my family's here, my support system's here. I love Michigan. I love all the seasons and all the different, uh, you know, shit that goes on. So uh, I'm not moving. That's why I started a gym here. And that's, uh, it's nice to promote Michigan companies. So those are, let me go through them. Go we ahead. Have GSL technology suppressors. I have a bunch of them and they're awesome. They're very quiet. I have uh, BG defense. Uh, they are out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. They make AR 15 rifles and pistols bad to the bone. I have a bunch of those too. Uh, and then the big one, Trigicon. Trigicon has military contracts. For years, they make the baddest scopes and optics out there that money can buy. So if you're from Michigan, you should be supporting Trigicon Optics. Hey, dude, I love it. I had to ask about that because, dude, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit jealous because that shit is dope. But you led right into what Corey wanted to ask in just about how, you know, you already pretty much laid into it with the guns and all that. But um. <laughs> yes, all the different ammo and all of it, man. You just make my job easy. Are, are you reloading? But, are you reloading yourself? I gotta ask. So, so I, uh, <laughs> I am sponsored by Phoenix Ammo, and they are out of Novi, Michigan. Shout out to Nazarov. Yes, Justin Nazarov. Now, sponsorship was better last year than it is <laughs> this year, but <laughs> I can still get ammo. And, uh, you know, he squeezes it out of his butthole for me when I need it. Um, very appreciated. Uh, sucks that he lost his Facebook and Instagram. Like, literally, Big Brother took him out. <laughs> like, no Facebook, no Instagram. Literally cut 
cut out all ties off of Phoenix Samu and him. And then originally, uh, like when they did that, they took out every employee at Phoenix Ammo. They literally cut them out of Instagram and Facebook. Um, eventually, the workers got it back, but Justin, no way. Um, he's got like a war with Facebook. It's it's pretty funny. I love it. That's <laughs> awesome. I yeah. didn't even know any of that, dude, but Nazarov's a good dude. I've trained with him for years as well, dude. It's yeah, uh, that's funny as hell. <laughs> yeah, Justin's the man. I know you had alluded to growing up with a gun in uh, gun in hand. I had done quite similar, but with a bow in hand. I had competed in some uh, bow. I, I when I yeah when I grew up, I was I bow hunted like literally the only. Well, I shot a deer this year with my twelve gauge, but all the deer before that, when I really hunted, it was more like high school, just in the college. Um, we're all taken with a bow. Um, yeah. It's definitely uh, it's definitely different. I mean, I can it's shoot something. A thousand yards away now you know what i'm saying like a bow you got to be like right there <laughs> yeah you got to be on top of them you got to be yeah. it's such a waiting game and my nerves in a tree just do not sit still after sitting there for three hours and then you finally get one creep up on you you get that ants in the pants feeling ah it's just I love it, but hate it. My whole family has moved on to crossbows at this point. I'm the only one still carrying a, a regular bow out there with me, but oh, we'll yeah. see because them crossbows, man, that's that's definitely a Oh, that's like a rifle, dude. It's a rifle out to 100 yards. Like, it's, point and shoot. Um, that's why I like coyote hunting. Like, I'm not a big hunter, but I absolutely love coyote hunting because it's, it's not like bow hunting. It's not like deer hunting in general where you sit in a tree stand for – 10 hours right you hit a bunch of spots you're there for 30 minutes max right nothing happens you go to the next spot you have night vision and thermal suppressors and it's bad to the bone you literally set up ambushes all night long against coyotes right it, it's it's sweet it's a lot more fun than deer hunting obviously you don't eat deer or coyotes some people do they're just weirdos um <laughs> i guess i would but uh I'm not into it for really the fur or anything. It's just, it sounds like a bad thing, but it's like practice for the boogaloo, like hitting things really far away at night. You can't see them. You don't, you can't judge anything. They're only 10 inches, 10 inches wide. Um, and there is a ton of coyotes in Michigan. They're overrunning things. They're destroying crops. They're eating people's dogs. It's like, people are like, Oh yeah, you're doing a great job at helping and stuff. I really do it just because it's fun. Right. It's similar to that small be, game. That might be crazy, but uh, I have uh, kept a couple furs. If they're, they are sweet. It's just, it gets expensive every time you shoot one and you want to have the fur gun up. Yeah. Um, maybe someday I'll figure out how to do it. But uh, yeah. Hey, man, that, that's dope, though. Like I say, I, I always like to try to take it a little bit away from, you know, MMA and all that stuff as well. That leads me to my other question for you. So, I noticed on Instagram, you know, you threw a little uh, flashback of you throwing out uh, the Sweet Chin music. So, with us being a pro wrestling podcast as well, were you ever a wrestling fan? You know, if so, you know, who was it? Were you a Shawn Michaels fan? 100%. um, (laughs) Before eighth grade is when I was, like, hardcore into wrestling. So, I would say, like, five, six, and seventh grade, I was like, yeah, Stone Cold, The Rock, uh, Austin, like, 
like uh, HBK. Obviously, he was like the man getting the bitches and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> those were those were my, were my guys. But then I started wrestling in eighth grade, and two I put two and two together. I was like, wait a second, this is not that, right? And uh, wrestling is extremely hard, even in eighth grade when you're young doing it. And I'm like, to me, I was like, okay, I, I know the difference. And, uh, you know, I'm going one route, not the other. So that's, uh, that's all it is. The guys that do that are extremely athletic. They are talented. Uh, and they have their own sport. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a whole show and, and entertainment for the people. And some people are really into that. Um, me, not so much anymore. Obviously it's cool to see them flip through the air and do some acrobatic shit. Right. But it, you know, uh, I don't even watch fighting. Why am I going to watch fake fighting? Right. That's like, I'm not, a huge, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of, um, like watching every UFC event. Like I literally will put on a show at my house just to get people over and talk to people and have the guys over stuff like that. But if everybody's not getting together, I don't give a fuck about it. Right. Like I've never, I've never been the guy that watches sports and like, cares about anything unless one of my guys are doing or unless it's somebody that I might fight or something like that. Um, that's really, that's, it's, I'm just not a fan of I don't know, other people. <laughs> I guess. I hey, I, I can completely respect that. Cause you're not the first person to say that either on the MMA end or the wrestling end, because mm-hmm. I mean, we've talked to everybody from Booker T to diamond Dallas page and, you know, clear down to UFC and everything else. And it's funny whether you're talking to wrestlers or you're talking to fighters, it's like either if you got a guy who maybe he's on his way up, he might be saying, you know, I'm watching to see the other guys in my division. Otherwise, if it's people that have been in there for a long time, you pretty much hear the same thing. I'm not, you know, like I'm doing this shit and I've been doing it for so long that the last thing I'm trying to do in my free time is to be watching that. So you're not the first person to tell us that at all. But yep. you mentioned it, it, with it being uh, watching your guys, with it being Tuesday, what are your thoughts on uh, Michigan's own Vinny Murdoch over there in uh, the Ultimate Fighter, man? He did his thing in his fight, uh, his first fight. Uh, I love that kid, right? He's like a child and like one of my children, right? Um, he'll always be little Vinny. <laughs> so we, uh, <laughs> we shared a house, right? He lived in like a closet. <laughs> <laughs> like legitimately the size of like a closet it's crazy uh you can put that kid anywhere and he'll be fine um he's doing it man he he went out to california so it was after the ultimate fighter he got introduced to your eye favor through me and uh you know he liked that lifestyle and he wanted to go out there and i think he kind of expected uh, uh all the, like me and cody to follow him but it was like we're all on our own path you know what i'm saying and and uh and he's got a good life out there. He's got a girl. He's got a kid coming. That's awesome. He's grown up a lot. Um, so super excited for him. We'll always be tight. He's doing good, man. It, I, I'm glad he got through that little head thing he had. And and he's, uh, uh, you know, living his dream. He's, he's fighting UFC and, and uh, well-deserved because he is a hard worker. He is a hustler. And he gets it, like if something he wants, he figures out how to get it. Right. And, uh, I'm super proud of him. I love it, dude. Cause he went out there and did his thing. Like we, uh, the last time we had Vince on the show was when they went and did that MTV India thing, man. So yeah, yeah dude, 
<laughs> there you go, the big boss, Myra Malaki, popping in in the comments. This guy's a rock star. Hey, man, it kind of goes kind of close to the nickname. But since we know you're into the crazy shit, we've seen all the stuff with uh, Jake Paul, Logan Paul, all that stuff. If you could fight any celebrity, anybody, who would it be? And Probably are we Mike fighting Tyson. boxing or kickboxing? I'll fight Mike Tyson for a lot of money. Hot damn. <laughs> 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 oh shit i had to ask man because those oh, yeah. those fights were something else because i'm just like i'm watching logan paul against floyd mayweather and i'm like shit this dude like you know the size difference is the only thing i'm thinking i'm like floyd should kill this guy but this guy outweighs him by like fucking 40 pounds jesus he, christ yeah the thing is is that's not a real fight they're putting yeah. on a show right and floyd is a master of putting on a show he's a bad boy he can do exactly what he wants to do, no matter what size the guy is. It, 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 he's not fighting a, a crazy tall heavyweight, right? Yep. What was Logan Paul? I don't know, 185 or something like that? Yeah, maybe 180, 190 on a good day. Right, <laughs> right. Um, Floyd Mayweather could do whatever he wanted to him. He probably carried him throughout the fight. It's a show. Yeah, Floyd is doing his thing, right. making a lot of money, not fighting studs, right? He, he's older. He, if I think if he fought um, one of the stud boxers right now, obviously it'd be a really good fight. Floyd is still Floyd, right? But he has learned to make money fighting turds. So, hey man, you man. knew he couldn't get he couldn't get out of the uh, you know the sideshow stuff without getting his money. He literally said it in the lead up. He was like, "Look, man, you can't be putting on these big show fights and me not be involved." So I don't think anybody should really be surprised that he was involved. But with all that being said, man, like I said, you know, you're getting ready to go back to fight uh, August sixth here in Grand Rapids, man. What uh, you know, if anything. Is there any different motivation for you now these days with fighting other than obviously wanting to get up back to bigger stakes or anything like that? But I mean, with you being around so long, like what's the biggest thing that's changed in your motivation? I mean, for me, I, I now have a family, right? Uh, best thing I've ever did, get married and have kids. It's freaking crazy. Uh, I've never been one, uh, growing up, I literally told everybody like, I'm never getting married, dude. Like I'm living a crazy life. Um, and I have, but, uh, you know, you grow up, you grow old and, uh, uh, you, you get mature. Um, literally having a kid is the best thing I've ever done. It's the coolest thing I've ever done. And I fought all over the world. I've done some crazy shit and literally, uh, to just to see your child do something new every day. You're like, holy fuck, this is crazy. Right? Like she opened the refrigerator or something, right? Whatever it is, it's, it's nuts. And, uh, I, I like, I mean, that's my motivation right now. So it's like, I mean, obviously, yeah, I want to fight. I, I still think um, I'm one of the guys that has just held together this whole time. Like I've never knocked on wood, had an injury to take me out of a competition or anything like that. I, I uh, keep my body uh, strong out of camp in camp. Like I train all the time. And I think the biggest thing is with uh, a lot of guys or only in the gym training when they have a fight, right? So, I mean, you fight twice a year, you're in camp six months or six weeks or eight weeks out of the year, like whatever, dude, I'm there every single day. And I'm training with these young bucks, trying to take my head off 
all the time. Yeah. I'm a firm believer in a body in motion will stay in motion. Um, so uh, I, I've taken some hard shots, but not that many compared to a lot of guys. I'm not the guy that takes one to give one. I mean, I have and I will, but um, when it comes to striking, I am playing a chess game, right? I, I rarely take punishment in my fights. Um, I mean, I'm not saying I haven't been knocked out for sure. I've been knocked out, right? Sometimes monkeys follow the trees. So it's like every once in a while, guys get lucky. You know, that's uh, that's the, the name of the game. But I've been doing this for a long time. When I'm fighting somebody, especially on my feet, it's almost like I can see the future, right? I know exactly what they're going to do before they do it. Um, and it's unfortunate, but uh, like, I feel like I could fight probably till I'm like, 45. I mean, Randy Couture won a UFC world title. I think he was 45 years old the last time he did it. Um, it just depends on how well you take care of your body, right? I'm not a big partier. I've never smoked weed. I uh, like it. It's it's uh, I'm all about um, being healthy. And again, a body in motion stays in motion until I stop like doing it. I will probably do it forever. I'll probably die in the cage someday. I don't know, hundred years from now, um, on my shield, right? So, <laughs> see what we can do. Hey, man. Well, that's about as good a way as any. But the last and most important question of all of them before I let you out of here. So, what Im- what inspired the uh, Crookshank War Stash, and is it like a Michigan Top Team requirement at this point? Because literally, I've had about four or five of your guys on Fight Week, and at least three out of the four had the mustache. <laughs> so, I love having a mustache. <laughs> my, my wife absolutely hates it, but when I sign a contract, I'm allowed to have it because it's time to fight. It's right? part of so, the mojo. Yeah, I mean, uh, when I first got to Japan, I had it in my first fight uh, in Japan, and they were like, well, uh, you got to wear it every time now. So I'm like, yeah, sweet, awesome. Because um, you got to brand yourself, uh, especially uh, fighting in a new organization. So they're like, hey, yeah, sweet. And then they put mustaches on all my posters and stuff. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> right? But uh, I I like having a mustache. I don't know. It's like uh, – what's a lion without its mane, right? So during the fight, this thing will be cut. This will be uh, curled up in a little cool little little deal, and um, we'll do the dance. You know, it's fucked up because my barber tells me to do that every time I get my hair cut because I swear I get when I get my beard lined up and everything. She's like, I swear you have like the perfect mustache for it. Maybe for the fight, since I'm going to be there in the press conference and everything, I'll pull out uh, the handlebar beard, uh, handlebar mustache <laughs> yeah. just for you in support of the Detroit superstar. Well, Corey, I think we flapped our gums for long enough. And before I let you out of here and all of you guys who are watching, we mentioned Bobby Nash, make sure you're back with us this Thursday live at 9 PM as Bobby Nash will make his return to the show before he knocks some dude out in the final of XFC 45. So Darren, I appreciate you coming on, man. Feel free to throw your social media out, anything you want to plug or anything like that. And I can't wait to see it live and in person and link up again, August 6th. Yep, let's do it. So uh, my Instagram is Crookshank155. No, wait a minute. I don't know. It's Darren Crookshank. Or yep. I know my Twitter is like Crookshank155. Yep, Fake you had them switched Damn around. Crookshank. Twitter's the yeah. Crookshank one. <laughs> yeah, it's all whatever. Just look it up. Look up Crookshank. <laughs> you'll find it. <laughs> whatever, dude. <laughs> so sweet. I'll see you guys uh, fight night.
Yes, sir. Right the weigh-in too, probably. Yeah. To plug the gym. Yep. I'll be there for the press yep. conference and all of it. We're gonna be up yep. in there. Yep. You can look Go up ahead, Michigan Corey. Top Team. That's uh, that's a gym I own, and I'm building an army, and we're gonna take over the world. I'm like Pinky in the Brain every night. Like I said, that's why I'm rocking with them for the zombie apocalypse. Until next time, and in the in between time, peace. Peace.